Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. To my left is, well, last time I got a little bit of rhetoric because I didn't have a good name plan for him. So we'll just call him Brian Martin, but or Asian, Mr. Asian. Mr. Asian Mountain Outfitter, Asian Mountain Outfitter. The Asian Invasion. The Asian, no, yeah, that's right. Um, so The Asian Contagion. A- anyway, and then across from me, we got Brad Dana, and then um, our narrative creator and editor and censor, Brian Leslie, he, he keeps the date. So when I say something like like Brock, if you say some, if you say something like shit, right, he'll go. You he'll, he'll, he see right away. He's got to write it down because he's like, okay, I got to. You make can't sure. even say poop legally here. Well, what Brock. happens is we want to keep our PG fourteen rating. So the old police of this podcast make sure you don't say anything more than enough. So he makes sure we go right to the line for Brian Martin, and then we can keep our rating. So anyway. no four letter words unless they start with a C and. And the end with an A, it's Coca-Cola. There you go. Or an E. <laughs> so anyway, so we got we also got Brock, the great big frig Brock. Brock's big outdoors. Brock Hutchinson on from Dakota Dunes here with us today. Thanks for being in the Bone Cave, brother. Well, when but he come, he's truly a, a West River boy. Boy, I mean, you're yeah. and you're still a West River boy at heart. So we we'll just say you live yeah. in Dakota Dunes right now. You're not from there. Hey, seriously, are you a West yeah. are you a West River boy? Yeah, I'm I'm West River boy. Have you, uh, Isabel? I've told you that several times. That's yeah, Brian. West once River Brian River. gets into that wine and that uh, that cab, you know, TJ Swan, well, he no, just he's seriously, a mess. Seriously. <laughs> so so I, oh, hold on. This changes my world. You're the most cultured West River guy I've ever met because Mark Casavan and Brad Dana didn't have. I mean, like my my little finger had more culture in it than I had to explain to him how to get on an airplane, etiquette of actually eating out at public places. And I met you, and I was like, "Holy smokes! Here's a South Dakota guy. It must have been because you were East River." And now I found out you're the first West River cultured guy I'd ever met. He grew up on a reservation, yeah. and brother, and he, he he's not like overly cultured are you i mean you're yeah, just sure. just normal south dakota culture he must right? have had some success uh after leaving here that cultured him because <laughs> it's not normal from what i've known so brock you uh, since i saw you two weeks ago you've shaved that mountain man beard off you were going paddle fishing you were you're looking pretty gnarly with the beard not that you're not a handsome bugger right now i mean i'm sure your wife loves this just as much but you were like uh, 100% mountain man. I was going to buy you a fringed uh, rawhide, and, you know, kind of get the whole yeah. leathers. And well, you know what he reminded me of when I saw him with that beard? You guys ever remember? I was trying to think of it, and I just remembered it was we were sitting down here. Remember that movie with um, Seth Rogen from 2008? <laughs> it's called uh, Zach and Miri Make a Porno, except Rock didn't have glasses <laughs> on. 
That's what I, I was trying to think. I was trying to think where no, I saw. No, you knew where that was going. I, d- I actually right didn't see that. that. Going. Our sensor guy's like, no, Brian, Brian Leslie's like, where's my wooden spoon? Shut, gag him. No, don't even go there with that. But he's going to say, shut up. So, hey, Brock, you were trying to chase bow fishing or something, Brad was saying. Um, did you get yeah. any? Yeah, we, um, I don't know the exact number. We shot about 600. They weighed them at the end because it's supposed to be world bow fishing championships this week up in Brookings, but they canceled it due oh. to COVID. So anyway, we weighed at the end. You can, you can protest, but you can't go fishing. Part. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we had a great, great time. We must shot 50 or 50 some carp, I'd say. So sweet. I got a. I don't know if you saw the boat that I sent pictures of a friend that he's got a boat all decked Crazy out. Crazy cool boat. So that's so, about twelve pounds, yeah. twelve pound average if you got six hundred pounds. So I'm gonna digress for a second because I have to tell you when I got out of when I got out of school and got my first job being a butcher out of college. You um, graduated? I did. Uh, bottom of my class got the worst job I could possibly have got, but it was a good experience. So anyway, um, and so so true story. Okay. Uh, which they all are, but I was, Lindley, my wife, and I would just moved to Cumberland, Wisconsin. We were working for Louis Finer Meats. And um, they said, I had no money, but they said, you know, I didn't have a boat to go fishing. They said the carp ran, and they were in there by the thousands. And I was like, no way. So on the edge of this lake in the spring. So I went over there by the Libby bean cannery plant. So I went over there, and the carp were running like you can't believe and I would fill IBP boxes, these big beef boxes, up. And I filled the entire back of an S10 pickup up with beef boxes. I, I killed, you cannot believe, I'd kill three or four in one shot. Four. And Lindley would lay there and lay out in the sun. And uh, so I had my hot chick on, on the blanket, and I was killing fish. And then, now here's, the, the problem to that was this. All the things were spawning. I had a brand new S10 pickup. 1992. You know what the problem with that was? It smelled like fish for the next year. Oh, my gosh. And then not only that, all of that spawn, all of that, once it dries, there is no getting it off. You need a power washer while it's still wet. Yeah, you could not get it off. So I had that truck, and it was forever ruined from 1,000 pounds of fish. So It's a good thing yeah. when you're spawning, it doesn't ha- the same thing didn't happen. Exactly. We got, uh, we're smoking several of them, so I'm going to send some down. We're going to send some to Brian when they're all smoked, and you should enjoy that. Smoke carp Mountain is my favorite. Asian <laughs> Mountain Outfitters smoke carp. <laughs> send some to China. They like that stuff over there. So, Brock, tell us, how did Big Frig get started? The great Brock. How did Big Frig get started? Actually, tell us about how you got started in hunting. That'd be better because um, now you got yeah. I got started hunting is I guess uh, my both my families my parents both my parents families are ranching and so I grew up on the ranch and my dad loved the loved to hunt and fish and we had um, my grandparents ranch that I grew up on he had about thirty five thousand acres so we kind of had loose reins of uh, wow we weren't working we were running around with a we had aluminum boat in the back of the as we got older back of the pickup truck fishing at the stock ponds and. We did a lot of deer hunting, antelope hunting, pheasant hunting. All in season, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Coyote and fox calling. Uh, pretty much anything goes. So it's pretty. It's 
it was a great opportunity. You don't get that much nowadays because it's that's hard a big to get out. that's a big old ranch. Did you did you do horseback or did you have buggies or did you have four four wheelers or what? Yeah, they traded the buggies in about the time I was getting, you know, old enough to work. No, I'm just kidding about that. But they um they had we did a lot on horseback and then a lot uh, as the years went on more on four wheelers and um so yeah we had a you know horseback was the main our maiden mode of uh rounding up cattle and yearlings and and working them and so so you've done lots of brandings and all that good stuff yeah we had uh i went out to well i went to colorado after for college and i graduated and went to work for gmac and one day i was going to work and they had a radio station had a contest it was a rocky mountain elk uh or no, Rocky Mountain uh, Testicle Rocky Festival. <laughs> yeah, they had a Rocky Mountain Oyster Contest, eating contest. So you had to call in, and tell them your story, and then they pick three, three or four guys that come to the station. Then they, we, they're gonna eat Rocky Mountain oysters. So I called in. And I told them, of course, on the ranch we used to brand, and then they drag calves out of the pen by horseback, you know, rope them by the heels and pull them out, and then wrestle them and brand. And then when we're working, they always have the big branding you know, stoves. And so as they're castrating calves, you'd always collect all the, the uh, nuts and have them for, you know, we'd have a nut fry at the end of the year, but and just as for, they're branding, those for you that are listening, that's not like cashew nuts or walnuts, Rocky or, Mountain oyster or, is. or almond, those type of nuts. That would be, that would be the, the gender type that make a, they, they make them gender fluid. They make them, they make them a male. Yeah. We're talking about the, na, 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 I na, think nuts. that was before the word gender fluid was even invented. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, go ahead. So, so as they're branding, they'd always have a few, few fresh ones. So they'd got and they just put them on top of the, the branding torches, the setups there and you go by and the, the neighbors and whoever's out helping work work uh, calves would go by and grab one and kind of like you have your own little appetizer tray out in the middle of the field. <laughs> it's like instead of calamari, you have nutamari. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, so I told this. I called into the radio station, told them that story, and I guess they they picked me as one of the top four to come in. And then we had a we had the Edithon the next day or whatever, and I ended up getting second in that, but. <laughs> I won tickets to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. <laughs> for eating nuts. For, for eating nuts. Oh, my gosh. And, and if, if you would have won first place and ate so, a few so, more balls, what would you have uh, What would you have gotten? Well, the first place and second place got the same amount, and the other guy was a little ahead of me, and I figured I'd just, you know, not torture myself too bad. So I had <laughs> The first two would end up up ducking and you could so, coast uh, coast so, on into the. So who actually beat you? Was it some girl named Tiffany from the Mustang Ranch? <laughs> it it might have been. I don't remember her name. She had a mustache. That's all I remember. So. <laughs> we uh we used to have uh, <laughs> testicle wars. We would throw them at each what other. What does man. this have to do uh, with hunting? <laughs> and, and 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 one of the best cooler companies in the uh, industry. Because just think how many nuts could one of your forty eight coolers hold. <laughs> 48 quart cooler. Yeah, exactly. How many nuts can a 48 quart cooler hold? Well, we have a 45 quart cooler. I don't know. That's a good question. I guess maybe we'll have to. I might have to. Well, gather. next year, next year at your It depends home if ranch, they're bighorn sheep balls we'll, or if they're calf balls. We'll come out and we'll do some branding. We'll kill some turkeys yep. and uh, we'll count how many nuts that a 45 quart cooler could hold. Yeah. And then Barry can get you in on the pasture poker too that's a 
tradition for all the new guys. We play pasture poker. Okay, so so, so Brock, <laughs> so so now we know where you got your hunting start because it's so it's in your genetics, literally. So then, where does a guy that goes to college gets educated, has more culture in his little finger than Mark Casavan, Brad Dana, and you start a company? And then you come up with an idea from your other company that you should start a cooler company that becomes one of the best in the industry. How does that happen? Um, yeah, no, we initially started, we, I was looking for some custom, I wanted to do some custom tumblers for our other, my other business. And, um, and what's your other business? Uh, Just so explain what a tumbler uh, is. Cause I think of it as a, a brass oh, tumbler. Oh, yep, it's a overhead fall protection device. It's used in the rehab world and rehab settings. We're in, a big, big in the VA military hospital systems, uh, uh, amputees can rehab on it or people that risk of falling basically. Okay. So, you, so, so, so you own this technical system and you're one of the leaders in the industry and, uh, you and your partners and you're running this company and you say, wife, I need to get some marketing tumblers. And so go yeah. from start, start us from there. So like, so I called around and that was, Tumblr craze was pretty hot at the time, and I called around a few companies. I was trying to get a discount because I needed about seven, eight hundred of them, and, and they were like I forty could, bucks a pop, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody is interested in giving me a discount, and they said go to the local retail stores or go to our website. So then I, I was like, well, I didn't want to spend that much because I had to pay the local engraver to engrave them. And I, um, so anyway, just contacted some manufacturers, and they sent me some samples. We tested them out, and most of them worked pretty darn good. So I, um, we picked what we thought was the best manufacturer, the best quality tumbler. And the only problem is we had to order four thousand of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so which was got, I don't, <laughs> I don't always. Uh, I'm just kind of a. I, when I make my decision, I do it. And of course, I didn't. I, you know, I didn't consult with the wife or not that I have to or do usually for anything, but. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that was, that was a big rooster crowing in the, in the, in, in the, the brooder house. Cause I, I, I know that you're so full of shit. That because Maxine definitely rules the roost. I've seen her, and there's no way you do anything but follow around and say, yes, ma'am. Hey, let, let's face it. You and I have the same problem. Okay, go ahead. So I, I just want to correct that, you know. Yeah, no, I got I to, gotta, you know, I'm talking big around my buddies. So. <laughs> so on, on this occasion, I did, I did pull the trigger, and I ordered 4,000 of them because that was a minimum order. <laughs> So we got 4,000 of them. I didn't, of course, I didn't, she didn't know until they arrived. And she's like, what the hell? What, what? I told her I had to go to Omaha and pick these. I had a flight, you know, some stuff come in on the plane from overseas. And I had to take a trailer. She's like, what do you got going on? I said, well, I ordered 4,000 tumblers. And then she had some, uh, she had some uh, words that I can't repeat probably over the air. It would push us over our PG-13 rating. Yeah, yeah, keeping it PG-13. So, <laughs> I but I always I uh, always think it's better to ask for, uh, for forgiveness than to ask for permission. So. Yeah, I probably so anyway, I probably subscribe to that same prescription. Oh. Anyway, go ahead. So we got anyway we got the tumblers here, and we had um I took them down to so the local laser place, and we had them got them lasered with our logo and. 
well, about 750 of them. I still had <laughs> 3,000 extras. So we, uh, I sent them out to my our clients, and of course they were calling in like, "Hey, I love these things. I don't know where you got them. They were just blank, you know. They were, you know, just standard molds." And so they, uh, I said, "Well, actually, I'm sitting on quite a few here, and I know the laser guy and." town and he can laser them for so much and i'll take them down there and then we'll have them shipped to you and so that's kind of how it initially all started big and then, frig was born yeah after a uh, couple months we had our local home show here in town so we said well that's had a kid that worked for me so why don't we get a booth down there and we'll go sell the tumblers at the booth at the home show so we did that and we sold i think it was a three-day home home show we had about 2,500 tumblers left at that time and we sold out of them by the end of on Saturday Sunday we started taking orders and of course <laughs> I <laughs> hope we can sell 4,000 more and then, <laughs> and then you told Maxine so Maxine I gotta go to Omaha I got another t- <laughs> oh. yeah. so so he's committed to another 4,000 then and then um, then we eventually designed our own mold and tumbler design after six seven months and um as, as the tumblers kept kept growing we, we bought some of our own laser machines brought that all in-house and a lot of people are like hey i love your tumblers are you going to get into the cooler side of things or any other products and so coolers are always in the back of my mind because i've always had coolers you know you know how it is ever since you're young we've had a little bit of every kind of cooler there is and 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 you so, keep them for one year because then they're trashed, right? Yeah. Yeah, the broken lids and holes mm-hmm. in them. And Hinges. The and What year was this that you so, did this tumbler order of 4,000? I was end of 2015, beginning of 2000. Like, the tumblers arrived like January of 2016. Not that long ago, only four, he four and a half years that ago. Because it was the last year of happiness in his marriage. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like me with Rolling Bones. Say, hey, what year did Rolling Bones start? That was the last year of happiness. No, I'm teasing. So, if it wouldn't have been yeah. Big Frig, it would have been something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you know, that's right. Well, you have an amazing place down there and uh, high quality stuff. So, I was impressed with sure. your uh, facility. Super nice. Thank you. We, we had to field test your. Uh, totes out the what do, what do we call these dry storage boxes um yeah sorry i couldn't quite what'd you say on the totes the oh i boxes? said we had we field tested your uh totes out we we went to pick up uh, well, first of all i drew a i drew a elk tag up in harding county 18 18th year so we had to go wow. pick up mounts go scouting uh go shooting prairie dogs and test your totes out all at the same day and uh, so we saw how much stuff we could pack in <laughs> and put them in the truck. Yeah. Uh, so those are going to be super nice. Yeah, I think those are going to go over real well. I, I'm looking, I've got a couple I've been using too, but I'm looking forward to having four or five of them. Then I can just keep my deer hunting gear separate from my duck hunting gear, separate from my, you know, turkey hunting gear, etc. And then you just grab your box and go and. Well, you can actually sit on them and they don't collapse like a Rubbermaid Tupperware. I never thought of it that way. They really would be good yeah. just to genre, uh, put all the different hunting genres in, in Early each season. One. Yeah, and then it's super organized. And then literally season. you can bo- go buy more gear than, and have more gear because you got mm-hmm. more gear boxes. 
great idea. Yeah. No, they're good. They're not. They're not weak. That's for sure. They they're they're stout. Yeah. No, they we're we're excited about them. They keep keep stuff dry. Keep the dirt out and the water out. And so these and are the these are essentially out. the coolers that every you know the big name coolers. They're the exact same quality, only at half or less the price. What you've come up with, and and it's a and it's a yeah. South Dakota company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's we try to keep our uh, prices as affordable as possible, and then the quality. We don't sacrifice anything on the quality. I mean, you can with any of these products, you can cheapen it up, and the manufacturers can use you know less or quality material or stainless steel and tumblers, etc. But um, we, our main goal is always that we want the top quality. So we we don't want somebody. You know, we want to have a top quality product and out there on the market, but yet at an affordable price. So, and then with the coolers, I don't know as many coolers as there are out in the market. It's, I don't know. We just added some simple features that stuff that I've always thought, well, why don't they have this or why don't they have that? And you like the corner beer bottle opener, the stackable, the cutting board, which is really good from a butcher's perspective. You go hunting. Um, you, you know what? Also those tumblers, I want to go back to that. It just made me think of that. Um, you got to go to rollingbones.com and or get a hold of your local uh, advisor, your adventure advisor, because we have those wholesale, uh, those tumblers right now today. All the prices are updated on the web for the wholesale if they want to buy packs. And then it's super easy. All you do is upload your logo, and uh, we can handle that for you. We can definitely get set up. Those tumblers are amazing, but we'll come back to those. So I what digress. you're saying is like Fort Pier John Deere dealer. He can order yeah, 100 tumblers. Yeah, come to and us. And have them yeah. engraved. And, yeah. and So I do like the components on the coolers. They're really well thought out. The uh, the These, what did you call them? Bed boxes? Yeah. The, the I, bed. Don't, I don't know. What, what are we calling those things? Utility that? containers? Or? Uti I don't know. Maybe we should have a contest to name them. I've been calling them dry, outdoor dry boxes. or Yeah, that's know, dumb. Boxes, that's pretty dumb. That's that's. I mean, you, I know you're a serial entrepreneur, but that was dumb. You got to come up with better names. That outdoor dry box. Come on, bed box, <laughs> uh, uh, hunting gear, utility box. What they you just call, call it? Big frig storage. I think I called it big, big, big frigs. Uh, big totes. Frig. No, not I mean, totes. What did I that call them? That's absolutely. You call it the, the bigger frig, I guess. The biggest frig. Because that's not really a frig. Yeah. True. The big, big frig box. The, the big. The about, big gear box. The big. How about the, the big box? The bigger no. Not to be confused with no, somebody no, no, who no, worked no, at the, the Mustang box. Ranch. The big box. The big box. The big. The big. 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 Something. Well, we'll think know. about it. But anyway, we'll, they're we'll doggone handy. Um, hey, so I have another question for you. All right. So, how many big freight coolers <laughs> did you have on your first shipment? <laughs> how many did we have on our first shipment? Coolers? Yeah, you got four thousand tumblers. It got a you couple hundred. I bet. Yeah, it was five. 550, so that got me another ass chewing. You <laughs> <laughs> bet it did. Uh, How long did it take you to sell the first 4,000 tumblers and the first 550? I figured I knew enough friends and family that if, if nobody bought one, I'd between Christmas presents and friends that would probably buy one, that I could uh, find a way to, to move them. So. How well, long did it take to get rid of the first 550, though? Uh, how long is what's that? How long did it take to, to for you to sell or give away the first 550 coolers? Um, when we first the first 500, it took us uh, around three months. So now we're we have yeah just kind of slowly started. We 
do a container once every about three months. And now we're up to, we got three containers coming in this month. So how many come in on a container? How, I mean, an average cooler, uh, cooler thousands. Orders. Uh, depends on the size. If you got a bunch of 75s or a bunch of 10 quarts, but typically it's around 475 to 500 600. coolers. Yeah. yeah. Around 500. Oh, is this, is this a 40 foot container? Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Your uh, your facility, I, I, you know, when I when I showed up there, y- you know, you have a mental image of what you are prepared to see. I wasn't prepared to see a facility as large as you had. Uh, you know, that's what most people. Even, that's what most people say. <laughs> even when we went in the back, you know, I was like, "Holy crap!" I looked at Brian and I said, "This Brock is so legit, man. He is so legit." And then we went inside. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it, it's a whole nother, another half. Other than your whiteboard, you had thumbtacked to your boardroom. That was really cheesy. But the rest yeah. of your operation, world class. Whiteboard not, would not have passed the financial services uh, inspection for a legitimate whiteboard. My, my family is all fighting. I noticed the, uh, the tumblers that I brought home with me last week uh-huh. they're all fighting over them it's uh i've got i've got my daughter's hiding this one under uh, behind her bed and i'm like what is this and she's got the one i gave her up there and she's like oh i don't know how that got there dad <laughs> she's tumbler hoarder oh my gosh so that's the good thing about the tumblers is you get if you get a few and then all your friends want them and her they'll they, friends they, and family will swipe them from you so you got to get more and I can honestly say your tumbler is the first tumbler I've actually ever used. I have a bunch of my, uh, you know, where the glasses are at home. I got like three or four different ones I've won or given to you at like raffles or trade shows for exhibiting. And I've never used a tumbler before. I don't drink coffee, but once in a while I drink hot tea and it'll actually hold hot tea for many hours. I mean, it's still two hours later. My tea's hot enough. I um, I wouldn't want it any hotter. I use the big tumbler at home a lot. I'm not a tumbler guy. Um, I forget them everywhere. I like to give them away. But I use a big one at home, same one every day, the big tumbler. And did I say the big one? Anyway, um, I keep repeating that. I don't know why. A little bit of a glitch, I guess. Um, put ice in it. It'll have ice tomorrow in it. I use a lot of tumblers, and and uh, I'm not afraid to te- field test them. I, Brian doesn't even let his get a little stained. L- <laughs> trust me, I break these suckers in. I field test them. Brad, Brad, that's not stained. That's freaking dirty. <laughs> Clean the shit up. <laughs> I, 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 I did I know not. Brad, I know Brad's not afraid to get his, get his uh, hands a little dirty. I know Brian's kind of. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know, he's talking about He's talking about you, Brian Martin, not me, Brian. I, yeah. I, I was a damn I like butcher. clean hands. Yeah, I get That's why I rubber whoever gloves all the time. No. Um, Brad's the guy that guts his deer with the elbow rubber gloves. Hey, all the way up. hey man, I put, out, I, put like this. Ah. I put AI gloves on, and I'm, I have no problems with that. By I, the time he gets the gloves on, I got the deer gutted and in the back of the buggy, and we're on our way. You know, I never even knew what a tumbler was, though. I, when Brian said a tumbler, I think he was thinking of someone to clean brass or dry your clothes. I didn't know these things were called tumblers. I just thought of them yeah. like, like a, a fancy mug. Yeah, they're pretty cool. The, I tell you what, here, here's the reality. We put a five, uh, a 20-pound bag of ice in, and it'll last us all, all hunting season in the cooler. Um, and Did you empty our cooler from n- no, Sunday? I've been, no, I've been drinking out of it. It's still got ice in it. 
Oh, yeah. Well, um, the lid's open, too. To well, that's because today I had it open. I was mm-hmm. getting stuff out of it. But, no. we. You know what? You, you literally have a world-class product. We love uh, yeah. distributing it. Yeah. We love selling it. Uh, we love delivering it to our clients. One of the things that when we started the company, we wanted to build a company that delivered world-class service, world-class access, world-class you know, adventure, um, and value. And your product hits all those boxes and we couldn't be happier to represent you and uh, be a part of it. And now that we uh, um, are just literally, you know, working together and we got Brock's Big Outdoors. Tell us about that, huh? You're you're booking hunts. You're building memberships. Tell us what you're doing, brother. Well, I sat through too many of you guys' conventions and (laughs) my excitement couldn't contain myself, so... I, I went, you, there as a, went there as a vendor and left as a hunt specialist. <laughs> you had to go home and talk to your wife again, didn't you, Maxine? No. Yeah, guess, no. what, guess what I did. No, we warmed her up at the SHOT Show at Ruth Chris. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> they bought her a steak, and they told her about six months after I'd kind of signed up and everything. So. <laughs> oh, She's excited it. about it, though. So Yeah, we're so, yeah, excited. So about, we're, I'm excited about the Brock's big, uh, big outdoors venture. And like I said, I've been working with you guys for several years now. And I know you guys are all stand up guys. I mean, except for Brian, uh, Asian mountain, you know, he's a little marginal. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. You keep take him. But anyway, <laughs> I just see the opportunity where you guys are going and rolling bones and, and, uh, you know, just in the outdoors. I mean, that, for the people that love the outdoors and hunting, fishing, adventure, I mean, what I couldn't think of a better opportunity to help you know grow your own business and build it and grow it over the years and into something. So, well, thanks. I've, yeah, we're super excited too. We're, it's a good partnership. Uh, so, I've I've told uh, Brian and Brad. I guess I've told them this. You know, being an entrepreneur, I've kind of on my last venture of spending millions of dollars in infrastructure and rent and employees and inventory so the really cool thing to me is like you can build your own business for you know you're gonna have to invest some money but it's it's not you guys have seen the kind of money i've got invested when you came here and, oh yeah um if i take if i took that money and was invested in something like this i mean you're you're i can imagine the amount of return um a lot less risk anyway from what i see so you just got to put the time in and the work in and make it happen. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. And uh, like I said, we, we love working with you. The reality is, is that's what we wanted to do. You know, there, there'd never been, there'd never been a century 21 agency model in the booking business. There'd never been like that, that fran- franchise type right. branded name in the booking agency. And, and I'm, I'm sitting here with Brian Leslie and Brad, and we had conversations three, four years ago. The only person that's missing from this component is Lindley. But, you know, Brian asked, well, what, what really is going to grow your business um, four or five years ago? You know, and, and I remember saying, we need to build our agency. We, we need guys in Dakota Dunes with their own booking service, you know, uh, building gear lists, delivering products for outdoor companies and these outfitters that offer extraordinary adventures around the world. 
and then to have Brian Martin here as just one of the greatest advisors we could have ever had right. and, and consultants, it's, it's just been an amazing run. And, and, Brock, to even be able to have a guy like you that says, okay, yep, you, you know what, you run your own company, you have one of the icon brands to say, you know what, I'm jumping in and going to build this agency model with you guys. It's been a true honor for us, and, and we're, we're having a blast doing it. And, and i got to take my hat off and give, give credit to you and Brian Martin, which I don't like giving either one of you a lot of credit. Um, but, but, but both of you were like, Hey, we should start a podcast. We got to have a podcast. So Martin's in my ear chirping. We got to do something. And then Brock goes, you know, if you could kind of like do a podcast and educate people on all this stuff, you know, it'd be really valuable. So this is your one and only, um, you know, Hey, great idea. You thought of that. Then after that, it's totally Brad and I's idea from now on. Well, I'm, I, I'm not afraid <laughs> to throw a compliment because that steak that you cooked, I'm still thinking about it. I'm ready for Let's do another one. Was it one the, the steak oh, or the his, potato? His Maxine's half of her potatoes. Oh my gosh! I, <laughs> I I did go a little overboard on the potatoes because I it. Uh, the, oh. We should have brought Martin because Lindley didn't show up, so there was one extra steak. I know you got to bring him next time. I, we're gonna bring Martin next time, and then we're gonna go to the Bone Shack from or uh, the Bone Shack, not the Bone Cave, the Duck Shack in Iowa from there. Yeah, so I'm anyway, the down there. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it all figured out. No, your your agency too. It's kind of that's a testament because you have so you, you know you know a lot of people and you're just a good dude. Yeah. And uh, your agency just every day you just keep you just keep having people come aboard your agency, and a little old yeah. Dakota Dunes. I don't know how big it is, but um, yeah. you know you can do this anywhere, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's growing like yeah. crazy. Well, man, we yeah. pre- we appreciate you. Um, and uh, we can't wait this fall. We are going on a hunt together. So we'll be filming that um, for an episode of uh, Rolling Bones, Blunders, and Misses. And you're coming and, out uh, for a shooting <laughs> school. That'll be fun. And you're coming out next month, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming out next month. So I'm looking forward to that. And You guys want to make sure bring your notepads when we go hunting this fall so you can take some notes. <laughs> mean to take notes of how many misses there are? <laughs> Uh, oh my god i gotta tell you the tallest butte <laughs> and the most straight up shoot on that butte i know where day, you're going the first morning first day after that comment old brock is hauling his butt up the butte and i'm gonna say no yeah. we need we need two days worth of uh, provisions in your pack and he's gonna be like okay we're gonna get up there we'll sit there as glass for about an hour and go let's go and he's go hey what do we bring this up here for just to watch you sweat we're, we're just gonna strap that 45 quart cooler to your backpack brock <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're gonna record his heart rate <laughs> So Is there a convenience store nearby we can go grab coffee at during lunchtime. Or? No, we're uh, we bring. So we got your tumblers. We bring our own convenience store. We cook uh, coffee on the hill. Yeah, we we have your tumblers and your uh, big. What are those called? Growlers, and uh, yeah. and your coolers. So they'll. But my coolers. Super growlers, old. what you take after you eat two T-bone steaks in one night. <laughs> My, my, uh, the cooler what's in the back of my buggy is a big freak, but it's four years old, and you'll see that it is a tank. I've used it for a jack. I've used it for a cutting table. I've used it for a step stool. There's a UT a, left on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like a University of Texas cooler. <laughs> so we have beat the living out of it, and uh, it keeps going good. Brian, so. you're getting good at that. You do your own bleeps now. Uh, well, I got Leslie over here. He knows he sees it coming, and he's like, he's like looking at me like he's got his pen out. I got to edit that moment. We can't cross our edited line. So anyway, all right. Thanks, well, Brock. Thank you for coming on. Hey, hey. Every, everybody, that's listening. Go to rollingbones.com. Uh, that's rollingbones.com. Check us out, man. I'm telling you, 
Our membership has great value between our hunt catalog, our product catalog, our reminders, our application services. We have you covered. All things adventures, hunting, fishing, and what do you call it? Not ecotourism. <laughs> no, you adventure call it tourism. adventure tourism. Thank you. Adventure tourism. We got <laughs> you covered, and we got the greatest resources. Big Frig, hey, go get your next cooler from one of our outdoor ad uh, adventure advisors. Uh, Rolling Bone Adventure Advisors, they have those big free coolers for you. Brock, thanks a bunch. We appreciate you like crazy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. Be All safe. Right. Stay healthy until next week. Thanks for joining us this week for Rolling Bones Outdoors Podcast. Hunt the world. Hunt the world. My bad. Hunt the world. <laughs>